0: Took advantage of that and did a biography about Truman Bradley. Um, we did a biography on Frederick Gaziv, who also did radio before television. And I had a few friends actually write specific chapters to you know flavor it up a little bit. So and that one comes out. Science fiction theater was a short run, two year television series, and it came out in 1955 to 57 with more emphasis on science than fiction. That one comes out in December. So, three books this year, and those are ones that people can look forward to.
1: Indeed they can. How does a person put out three books in a single year?
0: Uh, one of them was written last year, and the other one took about two years on and off to put together after 10 years of research. They're just being proofed by uh, good friends. When the proofing is done, then it gets typeset, indexed, and then goes to print. So, and so when they're proofing it, but that's pretty much how it's done. It uh, sounds funny, but while they're being proofed, I'm still working right now on two books for next year.
1: What's coming up?
0: Uh, well, there's a whole bunch of books. I'm doing them all at once. Um, the two that will probably come out afterwards next year is a book on 77 Sunset Strip, and I would like to have the uh, revised edition of an earlier book I did called The History of the Cavalcade of America. Uh-huh. Um, I would say that I've got twice as much trivia for the episode entries. The uh, cast list, Who Played Who?, is in much more detail and expanded, um, uh, it just, and much more nicer photos. Back when I did the book, Hagley Library, which houses all the, the material from the DuPont archives, um, they had about six, 700 photographs from the radio show the only drawback is at that time i did not have a scanner with me to scan them and have gorgeous picture quality and they were charging something like 125 dollars a photo well since then the the new version now i've just got a contract signed with them they'll get a percentage of the book sale so in return it's in their interest to have a good product so now i get the photos for free and i'm supposed to go over there and scan all 700 photos and then i can pick whichever ones i want to use so it is going to be a vast improvement but a lot more material I always believe if you're going to do a revised edition, give it at least 10 years so people don't say, great, I just bought one last year. Mm -hmm. But also there should be a lot more material, not just an additional chapter worth.
1: Sounds like
0: you're doing that. Tell me about the convention. Oh, yeah, the uh, Mid-Atlantic Nostalgia Convention. Mm -hmm. Um, My wife and I put that on every year. uh, we We kind of designate positions, but we're still the ones in charge of it. It's, uh, it helps benefit the St. Jude Children's Hospital. We went to their hospital once and we got a nice little tour, and most charities have to take the money that's given to them by donation, and they have expenses, so not 100%. there's no way 100% of the money that they make can go to the ill. But for the St. Jude Children's Hospital, um, 89.9% goes to the children, which is the largest ratio for any charity. They really care about those kids, and so we... Uh, Find a venture with them, and all the money made during the convention helps, including a charity auction, helps uh, go to St. Jude's to help the kids. It's a three-day festival where we do everything from old-time radio to old-time movies, and very quietly it has gotten much bigger in size every year to a point where this year we outgrew the hotel from last year. We're now at a bigger hotel this year. Um, we have star lineup where half the stars who are showing up this year to sign autographs have not signed star, have not signed autographs for fans in 20 years. So uh, it, it's basically we do old-time radio recreations on stage. We have a vendor room. We have celebrities signing autographs. Among the highlights this year, um, Fran Stryker Jr. is going to do a presentation on how his father created the Lone Ranger and the Green Hornet. So it's it's a bunch of fun. The dates are the dates for this year's event. Um, it's held in Hunt Valley. Marriott at, and right outside uh, Baltimore. Uh, you just had a caller from Fl- uh, Philadelphia. He could probably drive there in about an hour and 15 minutes. He's that close to it. Um, it's at the Hunt Valley Marriott in Maryland. The dates are September 23, 24, and 25. Um, three-day festival and there's a website if people want to check it out. It has a schedule of events, has photos and biographies of the stars, they can see photos of previous years it's it's a lot of fun the website is the name of the convention it's called it's www dot com and there they can find all the details they want but it's a fun it's like just like a it's just like an old-time radio convention with a little bit more going for it the recreations are for lost shows shows that do not exist in recorded form we have a drive-in movie theater on friday night um, we've had Advent Costello impersonators get up on stage and perform. Um, there's a little bit of everything throughout the weekend. It's, it's a lot of fun.
1: And the registration fee is staggeringly low. Please
0: take- uh, yeah, we don't tr- we're not trying to compete against anybody. We just don't see, you know, since it's not a profit, we don't see a reason to charge a lot of money. We basically take all the expenses of putting it on and then divide it evenly and figure out how it works. Um, the cost of admission is 10 bucks a day if you're paying in advance. That's very cheap for the fact that you can see people like, uh, this year we have Van Williams, who was the Green Hornet on television, has not done one in 20 years. Neither has Roy Thinnes, star of The Invaders on the 60s TV show. Um, Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island will be there. Mark Goddard, who did uh, Lost in Space. Sugarfoot, who was Will Hutchins, of course, will be there. Marsha Hunt, who was Blanche Bickerson at one time on the Bickerson's, will also be there signing autographs. Um, and she's not going to charge any of the fee. So, I mean, you pay 10 bucks admission, you walk in, just collect your autograph, have your pictures taken with them, I'll go to a few presentations and panels. I think Mike Henry from the American Broadcasting Museum in Maryland is going to do a presentation on Vox Pop, which is a, a unique radio program of the 30s and 40s, which some people probably are familiar with. I'll give you a little bit of variety. I think Terry Solomonson is also going to be there talking about Phil Harris and Alice Fay. So there's plenty of radio-related events as well as other unique TV shows and movie events as well going on on the same weekend.
1: Sounds like a great weekend. Would you give the uh, web address one more time, please?
0: Sure. It is uh, www.midatlanticnostalgiaconvention.com.
1: Great. And now the books. How can people get... Information about the books. How can they buy the books? How can they contact you?
0: Uh, various books sites. Uh, Bearmannermedia.com, Amazon.com. Um, one published one website I do recommend because it not only benefits the author, which is me, uh, more person better um, financially. It also has reviews, um, lots more information that you would not find on other websites. Is uh, www.martingrams.com. And that's uh, name of my as uh, my name, but that should uh, get them there, and they can check out anything and all the details, photos, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
1: And that's Martin G R A M F one M, correct?
0: Correct, correct, okay. just like the weight.
1: <clears throat> Excellent. How about contacting you? They, uh, they,
0: they can contact me by phone, um, normal business hours, which is what I ask because if they call in the late evening, they're going to get my answering machine. It's four four three. Two eight six six eight two one. There are occasions where, say, tomorrow, I'm actually signing uh, books for about five hours in Baltimore, so I'm not available during those five hours. And then I think Wednesday on, I'm going to be up in Syracuse uh, at a film festival, signing autographs and introducing motion pictures. So uh, there are times where even during office hours I'm not available. Just leave your name and number, repeat your na- number twice, and I will get back in touch with them. For the most part, I am available, but if that happens, just leave a message.
1: Great. Email?
0: Uh, yep. It's, a, uh, well, it's very confusing, actually. Um, use m, like Martin, dot grams at hotmail.com. Okay.
1: Sounds good to me. All right. Did we cover everything? Do we need to um, fill in a blank here? What did I miss?
0: No, I think you got everything there. I mean, I hope I I answered questions for everybody, and I intrigued them. And if there's any questions that come to mind later on, they wanted to ask you about a show, even if it's where can I find recordings or why doesn't these shows exist or can you fill me in, I I don't hold things back. I'll be more than glad to help out anybody who needs a little assistance.
1: You are terrific, and I had a wonderful time, Martin. Thank you so much for spending time with us.
0: It was a pleasure being on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Martin. Thank you. All right.
2: And uh, Patricia and I are going to take a couple-minute break here. And what we're going to do is I want you to listen to this piece of tape. It's about five minutes long. And maybe you can call us and tell us who is it. So here we go, everybody.
3: When I was a kid, I had a dog named Bounce. As I remember, he followed me home from school one day, and nobody in town claimed him, and my father said I could keep him. Bounce wasn't allowed in the house very much, so my father helped me build a little house for him in our backyard. The dog seemed to like that fine. And the next summer, while I was at scout camp, Bounce was killed. My family didn't tell me about him until I got home, and I cried. I missed Bounce, but for some reason, I, I didn't look around for another dog. Maybe it was because of all the other things that were happening, school and the Boy Scouts and the, working in my father's store. I, I was sort of a busy time. As time went on with prep school and getting into college, and that was a close call, I just didn't give much thought to dogs. Although I did remember the good days with Bounce every once in a while. And then after college and my time on the New York stage and my first years in Hollywood, I, I didn't seem to have much time for a dog. And then came the war. I, I don't remember even seeing a dog for those four years. And after the war and working to get started back on the movies, I had my hands full. And then I married Gloria. and a whole lot of changes took place. When I married her, Gloria had a fine German shepherd that she was devoted to. His name was Bellow. His complete devotion to Gloria was just a wonderful thing to see. Bello more or less just put up with me for a while, but slowly, though, we got to know each other and things were fine. Gloria taught me something I'd never known. And that is that you just don't have to have a dog around as a pet or a watchdog. You and the dog can become friends. Well, Bella became a part of the family. He lived to a ripe old age, and we were all sad when he died. Well, Gloria had another shepherd picked out, so after Bello came Pax, fine young German shepherd. We all liked him, and he fit into the family very well. But Pax started having health problems soon after he arrived, and in a matter of four months, we lost him. In our search for another dog, Gloria decided on a change of breed, although I think she'll always love the German Shepherd most. She brought a golden retriever into the family. His name was Simba, and he made a hit with all of us. Simba was a very quiet, very well-behaved dog, but we all felt that it would be good for him to have a companion. So along came a 10-month-old golden retriever named Bo. Bo was a fine-looking pup, but we soon found that we had a problem. Bo was on the wild side. He tried to bite holes in furniture. He dug huge holes in our lawn. And when our neighbor knocked a tennis ball into our yard, he'd go for the ball and bury it. And then two days later, he'd dig it up and eat it. He bit people, including me. We all tried to calm him down, but he had his own ideas. And through all this, I found myself getting closer to Bo for some reason. Maybe it was because after he had torn a hole in the sofa, he had come over to me and apologized. And through it all, Bo and I became friends. And after about a year, Bo quieted down a lot, and we became better friends than ever. And then it happened. I was making a picture on location in Arizona, and one night our veterinarian, Dr. Keye, called me, told me that Bo was very sick, and he was afraid he couldn't save him. I got the next two days off, and I flew home. Gloria and the kids were very quiet, and even Simba, who was now called the old one, he, he seemed to be worried. I went down to Dr. Keege's office, and when I saw Bo, I, I don't think he recognized me. He seemed to have trouble breathing, and Dr. Keege said he was in pain. And after some time with him, I decided to take the doctor's advice and have Bo put to sleep. I could hardly see to drive home because of the tears in my eyes, but I decided right then and there that I'd write about my friend Bo and try to make it rhyme. It came out like this. Bo. He never came to me when I would call, unless I had a tennis ball, or he felt like it. But mostly, he didn't come at all. When he was young, he never learned to heal or sit or stay. He did things his way. Discipline was not his bag. But when you were with him, things sure didn't drag. He'd dig up a rose bush just to spite me, and when I'd grab for him, he'd turn and bite me. He bit lots of folks from day to day. The delivery boy was his favorite prey. The gas man wouldn't read our meter. He said we owned a real man-eater. He set the house on fire, but the the story's long to tell. Suffice to say that he survived, and the house survived as well. On evening walks, and Gloria took him, he was always first out the door. The old one and I brought up the rear because our bones were sore. And he'd charge up the street with Mom hanging on. What a beautiful pair they were. And if it was still late and the tourists were out, they created a bit of a stir. But every once in a while, he'd stop in his tracks, and with a frown in his face, look around. It was just to make sure that the old one was there to follow him where he was bound. We're early to bedders in our house. I guess I'm the first to retire. And as I'd leave the room, he'd look at me and get up from his place by the fire. He knew where the tennis balls were upstairs, and I'd give him one for a while. He'd push it under the bed with his nose, and I'd fish it out with a smile. But before very long, he'd tire of the ball and be asleep in his corner in no time at all. And there were nights when I'd feel him climb upon our bed and lie between us, and I'd pat his head. And there are nights when I'd feel this stare. And I'd wake up, and he'd be sitting there, and I'd reach out my hand to stroke his hair. And sometimes I'd feel him sigh, and I'd think I know the reason why. He would wake up at night, and he would have this fear of the dark, of life, of, of lots of things and he'd be glad to have me near. And now he's dead. And there are nights when I think I feel him climb upon our bed and lie between us, and I pat his head. And there are nights when I think I feel that stare, and I reach out my hand to stroke his hair, but he's not there. Oh, how I wish that wasn't so. I'll always love a dog named Ball.
2: Not bad. Hi, Patricia.
1: Hi, Walden.
2: Can anybody tell me who that might be? I know that's a really hard one. I know.
1: Pick me. Pick me.
2: <laughs> 714-545-2071, her number. You have to beat Patricia out for this one. Uh, and you know what? I'll let Patricia win her one of her own prizes, too. Aww. 714-545-2071. And I'll we'll throw and also another trivia question. Today, it's an anniversary in radio history. Really? Seventy years ago today, one of the most famous broadcasts of all time happened. And I will play it after our second, third, McGee and Molly. So I want to know, does anybody know what happened in today's radio history 70 years ago?
1: Hi, Patricia, what's new? (laughs) Hi, Walden, I don't know the answer to that one. (laughs)
2: I hope somebody else does. Give them the number again. 714-545-2071. If not, I'll play a little crew here in a few minutes. Um, hey. There was a famous letter that was written about the show five days later. And uh, Dodge Butler uh, read it out loud. And rec- we have a recording copy. He was the, he was Huckleberry Hounds. If People try and figure out who Dodge Butler was.
1: Isn't that terrible when we have to have a cartoon reference for a great actor? Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh dear. I mean, it's not terrible. It's just, it's, it's like they're not getting their right due, you know. So anyhow, I am so prepared with trivia questions tonight. You would not believe it. However, I have a problem.
2: You need callers.
1: Well, not only do I need callers, I need to hear from a couple of people who won CDs last week, but I don't have addresses for them. I haven't heard from them yet. So, first one is Jean, who won a CD with the Creaking Door, Red Skelton, and the Bickerson's. I've got all of them, and I am waiting to send them out, but I need an address. Neil from Las Vegas was going to send a list of hard-to-find shows that he'd like me to look for, and I would be happy to do that. Um, and I have, with question marks on my list, Johnny Dollar, The Fat Man, there were a couple of other things, but I have not heard from him. And Dan, who won Amos and Andy. I've got Amos and Andy ready to send out, but I haven't heard from Dan. So, all of you need to send me an email with your address so I can send out your CDs, and the email address is... FloridaWriter at Hotmail.com. I'm a writer in Florida, so it's FloridaWriter, all one word, at Hotmail.com. And let me know where you are, and your CDs will find you. That's my problem.
2: They they will go out and have a home somewhere. (laughs) They just need to know where to go.
1: Oh, and they're sitting here whimpering, (laughs) (laughs) saying, Please send me, send me. And they do need homes. And they're all ready. I have them uh, ready for their envelopes. And anyone else who won CDs last week, they will be going out over the weekend. And you'll be getting them probably by the end of next week. And that will be fun.
2: Patricia and I really appreciate all the calls last week. That was so much fun.
1: Oh, my goodness. We had callers and callers, and it was just great fun, which is why I am so prepared with trivia questions tonight, and I am prepared for phone calls. And I am so prepared with advertising products that we were talking about last week. That's right. Sweetheart Soap is no longer made. That was my assignment. (laughs) Uh Aha. Aha. You thought I'd forget, huh? Uh Aha. And I've got stuff like candy bars that are no longer in operation. Oh, my. Products that are still here and ones that aren't here, like Ting pimple creams. I have an ad. I have a, um, one of the MP3s is an ad for Ting, T-I-N-G, Pimple Cream. <laughs> we do not have Ting <laughs> Pimple Cream anymore. You cannot say that three times fast either. Oh. And we don't have Halo Shampoo. Halo Shampoo, yeah. And you're right. In, in the Health and Beauty products, they were lots and lots. Gillette Blue Blades with the little paper wrappers. Yeah. They're not around anymore. There's you are not. No, they're not made anymore. Not, uh, not that I could find. I could find uh, ones that were old and resurrected and people have for sale, You know, like my great-grandfather had these <laughs> in a shaving cream. And some of them are marked as used. I hope that means that the packages are open and they're not sending out razor blades that are actually used. But I couldn't find anything. They're, they're not for sale for sale. These are the blue blades now. Gillette blades are available, but not the blue blades. So and here's a big one. Grove's nose drops. Did you ever hear no, of that one?
2: No, but I get thought they made grow quinine. I never knew they made uh, nose drops.
1: Grove's, G-R-O-V-E-S, made quinine? I think they did. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I think, they were, I think in 1939,
2: they were the one that sponsored uh, Sherlock Holmes.
1: Well, there's was bromoquinine.
2: No, but Grove also made a quinine, too. I'll be darned. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. In, in
1: Sherlock Holmes, I, I
2: should have. be wrong. Could the broadcast I'm thinking of is January 8, 1939. <laughs> I could be wrong. I'm willing to be wrong. That's okay. That's what we're here. This is all live radio hall about. 714-545-2071. Are you going to tell me I'm wrong?
4: Well, I know Groves made bromoquinine. I don't know if bromoquinine is made anymore. I haven't heard it advertised in years.
1: Bromoquinine is not made anymore. That's one that I have on my list, and it's underlined uh, right next to bromo seltzer and brisk toothpaste. This- I don't know about bromo seltzer. Is bromo seltzer still made? Seltzer is it made anymore? Uh, bromo,
4: uh, pardon? Bromosulphur was not made anymore.
1: That one's got a question mark. I couldn't find
2: bromo-selser, it. Bromosulphur, bromo bromosulphur,
4: toothpaste isn't made anymore.
1: Uh, but uh, bromoquinine is not made anymore.
4: quinine, Okay, let me name them. Let me name a few others. What toothpaste, Jim? Brisk toothpaste. Brisk fluoride toothpaste.
1: Hmm. That one I have on the list.
4: Okay, let me name a few. And these are some of these are going to be medical products. Downes pills.
1: Oh, Dole's pills I do not think are available ever again.
4: And they relieve nagging backache. Right. <laughs> Might remember. <laughs> uh, and uh, and and okay. How about heat heat liniment for arthritis?
1: Oh, I don't have that on my list either. You know what? I should go out and find some more stuff. No, I don't know about that, and I haven't heard from uh, about it for a very long time either.
4: Okay. Uh, and a couple of personal medical products. Haley's M.O.
1: That's still made.
4: And Fletcher's Castoria.
1: That I do not have... I haven't seen that forever.
4: Okay. Ironized yeast.
1: I don't know about that. I've got it on my list, and it's marked as not available any longer, but I'm not positive on that.
4: Okay. Energine.
1: Energine, I don't know about.
4: Okay. Keep it clean with energy. It was like shoe whiteners and...
1: Oh wait a minute! Oh, Energine. I do have that on my list, um, but I don't know about it. I don't think so. Oh. Energy and shoe white. How
2: about Dr. Cod Liver Liver Oil?
1: Doctor. What was it? Um. Cod Liver Oil. Doctor. Yeah. I don't know.
4: Carter's pills. Yeah, Carter's uh, Carter liver. Carter pills. Okay. Carter's pills. They had to change the name because they couldn't. They weren't ready for the liver. How about Carter's pills?
1: Carter's pills. I could not find, but they might be out there. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's <laughs> you know.
4: okay. I know Mars does not make the Doctor IQ candy bar anymore. I would assume. Q. Uh, I know Doctor I uh, Doctor IQ bars had peanuts, but they have been reborn as Snickers, perhaps.
1: Is Snickers still available? Yes.
2: Snickers are still around.
1: Still available.
2: Okay. A bunch of new Doctor IQ Q shows just popped up. Oh, did they? Yes. Have they? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, we've got not candy bar. Now, I I went to a candy website. Walden, well, I could get ticked down one. I'm sorry for doing the up and down tonight. Oh,
2: that's okay. That's okay, Patricia. You got good ears, and we gotta oh. we gotta make sure the the rabbit ears are gonna be in good shape.
1: Oh, my poor little ears. Yeah. Okay, I went to a candy site that has a whole list of candy bars and candy goodies that are no longer available, and I took off the ones that had. They might be available occasionally, but we don't have them. So I I didn't even include them on the list. But we've got stuff like Marathon. Do you remember Marathon candy bars?
4: I don't, but Walden might.
1: Nope,
2: not the new one on me.
1: Oh, I I remember seeing it advertised on television or hearing it. Hmm. This one, Bonomo's Turkish Taffy. Do you remember that one?
2: Yes. Nope.
4: About in the early 60s, it was very popular.
1: Okay. So that one's not available anymore. Um, Ben-Hur's.
4: A Ben-Hur candy bar?
1: Yeah. I never heard of it.
4: Must have been about the time the movie came out, maybe.
1: Okay, well, if if I hit one and somebody calls in later and says, I know what that is, um, Bonkers Fruit Chews. Does anybody know what that is?
4: I remember M- M- Mars made, M&M's made fruit chewies, but I don't remember that particular.
1: Well, this, this is from the list. Now, I, I'm not a candy aficionado, so bonkers fruit chews.
4: don't remember them.
1: That's what it says. And butternut candy bar was on the list. You talked about butternut last week.
4: How about the milkshake candy bar?
1: Milkshake candy bars. Uh, that was on the list is not being available any longer.
4: And uh, let's see. Uh,
1: I have one here. You folks have to help me with this. If somebody can call in and let me know that this was an honest-to-goodness real candy bar, it's called Chicken Dinner.
4: Chicken <laughs> Dinner? <laughs> it's who made link. it? Does it say who made it?
1: N- no, it just says Chicken Dinner Candy Bar is no longer available. Well, ca- I wonder course. why. In- in-
4: in-
2: Kentucky Fried like Chicken, they made it,
4: Jim. You knew Oh, that. that's right. Pr- how yeah. about the Fifth Avenue Candy Bar?
1: Yeah, I've made. I don't have that on the list, so uh, but
4: that' made I see the
2: auction store.
1: Maybe that's still available. Yes. yeah.
4: Okay, how about uh, I know in the Midwest there was a very popular brand called the Bun that's still made. My brother sent some around Chicago you could get bun candy bars. they had
1: okay How about the candy bars I have on my list are the ones that aren't made anymore. so if it's not on my list, I don't know about it. How about a Wonka bar? Do you know what a Wonka?
4: Like for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, when that came out, there was a Wonka. There was a Wonka bar. I don't know if it's it still made. Is it still made?
1: Nope. That's on my list as not being available. Okay. Welch's Fudge Bar. How would you, Welch's Fudge Bar?
4: The Welch Welch made, the, not to be confused with the Grape Juice Company. Welch made. Uh, in fact, one of the f- people in the Welch family was Robert Welch, who later formed the John Birch Society, the ultra-conservative political organization.
1: Well, Welch's candy bars make me think of grape candy.
4: Well, there was the, there was uh, there was the Sugar Daddy. That's Welch.
1: no longer. It says the one-town giant size is no longer. I don't. Does that mean that the? The candy itself is all gone?
4: There were big suckers, as I recall, sugar daddies. How about sugar babies? There were sugar babies, Welch's sugar babies.
1: Oh, that was a long time ago. No, they're not even on my list. Sugar mama is on my list. Goodness gracious, where did they get the names for these things?
4: And uh, wasn't the slow poke made by, Welch's? by Welch? Was the slow poke made by them?
1: I have two from, and I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, it's the F-R-A-P-P-E. I always say Frapp, I don't know if it's frappe. Um, Welch's Frappe Bar and mm-hmm. Welch's Fudge Bar. Those are the only two Welches I have on the Do Not Make It Anymore list.
4: Okay. Uh, is Bitter Honey still made?
1: Uh, it's not on my list.
4: Okay. Bitter Honey. Trunky? Uh,
1: Chunky, oh, I remember Chunkies. Um, that's not on my list. You know, I'm wondering if they have on the list more recent ones that were available, and if uh, you know, if, if if some candy bars disappeared 20 or 30 years ago, they probably wouldn't be on this list.
4: How about it, Martinara? How about let's talk about toothpaste.
1: I want to talk about the chicken dinner candy. Oh,
4: right, right. Well, I hope someone will call in and, and mention that one. I don't I don't remember that one at all.
1: I, I mean, you know, sometimes people bury stuff in lists and information just to grab your attention. I wonder if that's what happened here. But somebody's going to call in and say, I remember chicken dinner candy bars. Okay.
4: Right, how about uh, Pepsodent toothpaste?
1: Uh, Pepsodent is still made.
4: Yes. Colonose?
1: Uh, colonose is not made.
4: Colonose, uh, Gleam?
1: Gleam, I don't think, I don't recall seeing Gleam in the store.
4: Okay, uh, Stripe, the children's toothpaste?
1: That's no longer.
4: Stripe is no longer made?
1: Nope.
4: Okay, Ipana?
1: Ipana, nope.
2: China, I think. Okay.
1: All right, now, all right, this is, here we go, here we go. Uh, this is one of the ads that's that I've got on the computer. Who was the little spokesperson that was a cartoon character for Ipana Toothpaste?
4: I know, but you want to leave that open for listeners to answer?
1: Sure.
2: We'll leave that out for the
4: audience. We'll, we'll leave that open for listeners.
1: Well, that's good. I have some advertising questions tonight that relate to products, old products. So that will be fun. Okay. We need the cartoon character who or that represented Ipana Toothpaste, and he would do different things in each commercial.
4: And while we're talking of IPANA, of course you might remember on Fred Allen and Duffy's Tavern and other product they always said iPana for the smile of beauty. Salapatica for the smile of health. Is Salapatica still made? No. So? Okay. Mom deodorant.
1: It? And that's a clue
2: to our trivia question. What radio show what radio broadcast is celebrating a big anniversary today? Sal is a clue? Yes.
1: I have to remember which show they sponsored?
2: Well, I just gave out a clue, so I'll, I'll read that an out. important
4: historical broadcast today.
1: Salvatica.
2: and i and I will let Jim not answer this one. All
4: right, this is a rather, it's rather an important day in radio history, yep. and I'm sure that the I'll give you one clue. <laughs> Board chairman of NBC to this day probably regrets uh, what happened,
2: and I'm going to play the letter that written to the NBC vice president. <laughs> yeah.
4: yes. That's right. I just remembered that. Now, when you brought it up, I just remembered that it's rather important. Okay. How about, uh, um, I said, mum deodorant?
1: Oh, gosh. I I don't have that on my list.
4: It's sponsored a few shows.
1: I've I've never seen it.
4: Vim's. Arid? Hmm? Arid? Arid is still made. Arid Ban?
1: Ban is still made.
4: Okay. uh, Let's see. I, one of day brand vitamins are still made, I assume.
1: Uh-huh.
4: And Alka-Seltzer are still made. Bactine?
1: I don't recall seeing Bactine.
4: Okay. Uh, let's see. i uh, thinking of a few others now while I... Uh, Bosco chocolate syrup?
1: Bosco chocolate syrup is on my list, and I don't think it's made anymore.
4: Yeah, you know, we uh, used to be a very popular, very popular on TV and radio and...
1: Mm-hmm. I was going head-to-head with um, Nestle's and Hershey's and yeah,
2: all sorts of things. Yeah, with Jimmy Nelson on the other side, I didn't have a chance. Right.
1: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Bosco.
4: I love Bosco. That's the drink for me. Oh. Yeah, Mommy puts it in my milk for extra energy, something like that.
1: Oh, boy. Did you, did you ever drink it? How
4: about fizzies?
1: Oh, Fizzy's. Oh, Fizzers, it's got Fizzers, it should be Fizzies, that's on the candy bar list
4: It was a tablet that you put in a glass of water And it fizzed, uh, made a sort of a, a sugar-free soda Like It was supposed to be like, not quite like Kool-Aid But they had root beer flavor and orange flavor and grape flavor And you put a, you dropped the tablet in a glass of water
1: Well, it's not made anymore, so you don't have to worry about it
4: <laughs> Okay uh, <laughs>
1: Sorry, uh, fell out of my mouth
4: Okay, Ammon's medicated powder.
1: I haven't seen that forever either.
4: No dose.
1: I don't know about that one.
4: That was a that was a caffeine tablet. It
1: was just caffeine tablets,
4: yeah. So to keep you awake.
1: Mhm. And
4: another product I remember in the fifties that you used to hear advertised, Miles Nervine.
1: Oh my goodness.
4: You remember that? Oh,
1: that. Mm
4: hmm. It was supposed to calm you down when you had stress. <laughs> um, and. Compose, C O M P O Z. Remember that product for headaches, take aspirin. For simple nervous tension, they compose. M P O Z. The harp would play.
1: All right. Now I have to know about the chicken dinner candy bar. Oh
4: yeah, well as soon as I'll be off in just a second. Hopefully a caller will call in and let you know that because it sounds it sounds like a fascinating name for a candy bar. <laughs> just
1: They must be kidding. They must be. You know,
4: you know, they have things that that amaze you. You know that 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 are you know the flavors of different things. You know, like uh, oh, well, you know, you might remember for years ago about in the seventies, and they might still have. They had pizza that you could hook, you could you could heat it in the toaster instead of the oven. Yeah. And they had. uh, they had different, you know, medicines with different flavors, you know, that, that to, to try to make kids take take mm-hmm. medicines, and they tried to sweeten them up. and There were all kinds of gimmicks, so it wouldn't surprise me if there was a chicken dinner candy bar. Was that what it tasted like? Oh, <laughs> no. And I'll be interested in listening, and thank you all very much. Hopefully someone will call and let us know.
2: Thank you, Jim. You can make
1: things. up your lists, and we'll <laughs> talk later, Jim. Thanks.
2: Bye. Bye. 714 545 2071 545 2071 Hello, Carl. You're on the
5: air with Patricia.
2: Hey, Weldon, Patricia, Bob Bro. Hello, Bob. How are you?
1: Do you know what Good, chicken I, dinner candy I, is? I just, I've just
2: i
5: got a mouthful of chicken dinner candy bar here. Just a second. I. <laughs>
1: yeah. Do you know what it is?
5: There was actually, I mean, this one I had to look up. <laughs> I am sitting here looking at a picture of a chicken dinner candy bar.
1: You're kidding.
5: Actually, somebody on Blogspot actually uh, did a blog entitled chicken dinner candy bar dot blogspot dot com.
1: Is it a real candy the, bar?
5: It says Chicken Dinner was the name of a real candy bar that was produced in the early 20s by the Sperry Candy Company uh, based out of Milwaukee. The unusual name was meant to echo the feeling of well-being and prosperity associated with a chicken in every pot.
1: You're kidding.
5: A slogan that went back to in, well, went well, back was, to tip a canoe. Yeah, that's what I yeah. think of it. In, in the twenty apparently that phrase goes clear back to ancient or
6: yeah, France, but yeah.
5: Anyway, it says it was a pretty popular candy bar. It stayed in production for nearly forty years. It wasn't discontinued until the 1960s. And they actually have a picture of the chicken dinner candy truck that was a pickup truck with the back end made to look like a chicken. And uh, it's, uh, it says chicken dinner, good candy, five cents.
1: Tell me what flavor it was.
7: Okay, I don't know. Let's see.
1: I don't think it describes that. that. Yeah. I mean, it, doesn't, it doesn't say chocolate or cherry or it's chewy or anything?
5: now it just says chicken dinner junior candy well let's see here wholesome satisfying chicken dinner candy bar uh... no it really doesn't
1: well that's your assignment <laughs> within the next hour you have to find out what flavor the chicken dinner candy bar is i really thought they were joshing
5: i think you're just- no 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 well, no I mean, it's obvious they have this this person who is uh... Has nothing better to do (laughs) than set up a site about chicken dinner candy bar has quite a few of the advertising uh, pieces that went with it. Well, but uh, I have no idea what uh, what type of candy bar it was. I mean,
1: bless that person. He or she knew we were going to be asking that question tonight. There
5: you go. There you go.
1: Just in. uh, All right. Do you know what a dinosaur egg was?
5: You know that rings a bell. Was that like a? um, Oh, uh, it was like a hard marshmallow egg. Nope. Candy? No, wasn't. Yeah, they, they made some candies that looked yeah. like eggs, and I, and I know that this time of year they have the Cadbury eggs, but these weren't chocolate. They were like hard marshmallow, uh, and, and they were disgusting. Even as a kid, I didn't like them, but, you know, I guess somebody well, Yeah,
1: I know them. which ones you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. These are supposed to have been jawbreakers in the shape
2: of uh, you probably dropped them on your foot and they had to go see the doctor.
1: Maybe, maybe. I mean I've just got so much good stuff tonight. <laughs> We're going to be talking about other products as well. But the candy's just bar none. Anybody know what that was? B A R N O N E. Bar none.
5: That one rings a bell. Really? Yeah, that one does ring a bell. I don't uh Bar none. You know, what's sad is it's like so many things. These companies all consolidated and consolidated and consolidated. And now there's really only two mass candy manufacturers left. You know, there's like Mars and Hershey. And that's it. All the old brands, remember the uh, Clark candy company was bought out, I think, by Hershey. And uh, we, we had one, a big one here in St. Louis when we first moved here, that was Switzer's Licorice. Mm-hmm. And they had a big, uh, big plant near downtown. And if you ever walked in there, which I had, I did on a couple of occasions. It, it, boy, just the whole place smelled like licorice. Wow. They're gone. I mean, all they were ended up being bought out by uh, another company that ended up being bought out by Nestle. I mean, it's just you know, there's very few of those left. Wow. Oh, I'm
1: so glad. I had a
5: couple of the. Uh, comments here I, our notes I, I noticed that um because I had a question about Alka seltzer When I was a kid and I mentioned this on one of my shows, when I was a kid, <clears throat> I would spend my grandparents lived about my, my paternal grandparents lived about a mile from our house. So about once a week I would spend the night with grandma and grandpa and you know, up until about the time I was a teenager, I guess, and I wasn't so interested anymore. But my grandmother, who was an old Finnish both my grandparents immigrated from Finland
6: mm-hmm.
5: no matter no matter what I did if I so much as sneezed it was automatically two cells. <laughs> I, I it was to her that was
1: the your life away what's that you bubbled your life away
5: it was, it was the panacea, and my mom used to get upset about it, but I got to the point where I really kind of liked the Texas Alka-Seltzer. I drank it so frequently, but uh, I uh, do they still make regular Alka-Seltzer anymore? Yes. I mean, just the old-type tablet that you fizz and why? I know they have Alka-Seltzer Plus and.
1: Yeah, the plop-flop, the fizz-fizz type stuff.
5: Yeah, do they do? Okay.
1: As far as I know, they do. Now, see, you're... you're jarring my confidence in myself,
5: Bob. Well, when I looked it up, all I saw was like Alka-Seltzer Plus. There's, there, Wikipedia has an interesting page here, and it has a, a list of medicines that uh, were popular like way back, uh, right after the turn of the century, and that are still being produced. And according to them, Bromo Seltzer is still being produced, but you say no, huh? Oh, I
1: don't know about that.
5: Okay. Well, this says, it says that these are still being produced, Absorbing Jr., and all of these go apparently back to close to the turn of the century, and a number of them had to make changes in their formulas because they used to make these outlandish claims, and that's kind of what the gist of this article was about. But it says absorbing Jr., um, of course, Anison, Andrew's Liver Salt, so I don't remember them.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, are these the ones that are manufactured outside the country and brought into specialty stores?
5: Well, these are, well uh, that's a good question. You mean today? I don't know. But it mm-hmm. mentions B.C. powder. I remember B.C. powder. Alka- and it mentions Carter's pills, but uh, they, I remember them when they were sold as Carter's little liver pills. That's- the government made them take the word uh, liver out of the title.
1: Uh-huh. Regular Alka-Seltzer is still made.
5: Okay. <laughs> it says <laughs> Doe's pills is still made. Fletcher's Castoria is still made. Geritol is still made. Uh... Let's see, Lydia Pinkham's vegetable compound. Never heard of that one.
1: Oh, that's ancient. That's in history books. Lydia Pinkham is a woman's product. Oh. It's sort of like my doll type stuff. Oh really? It's a, yeah.
5: Well, how about that?
1: Well, uh, you know, I mean, same reasons type thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Like for cramps and stuff.
1: That's... I guess. Yeah. And it was what women took. I do have something to hop in here with, though, with your Alka-Seltzer. Okay. I'm positive I'm on the correct site because it says Bayer Healthcare, and it's www.alkaseltzer.com.
2: Correct. I uh, should make it now, yes.
1: Well, it says check out our new commercials, and one is...
2: the old-fashioned TV commercial, but she said, can not believe they're not using this bill as the spokesperson for it?
1: Oh, Speedy. No, these are not Speedy. They're talking about if you're going out drinking, take some ah, an Alka-Seltzer, okay. and if you've got a hangover, take some Alka-Seltzer. Well, you know, that's real down-home fuzzy stuff, you know?
5: Absolutely. Yeah. Hey. You know, Joe was talking about fizzy's. I remember fizzy's. Fizzy's, you, you, they did they, they were like alka only they were smaller. Except they were uh, sugar uh, substance in them, and you dropped them in water, and it changed the color of water. And it was supposed to make turn it into like a soda pop. Oh. Of course, that was a joke. Uh, and then they used to have flavor straws.
2: Remember flavor straws? I mean, with the powder, right? It had- flavor straws would ha- go ahead, Patricia.
1: It had flavoring inside the straw, so when
5: you sucked up your milk, it would flavor the milk? Yeah, it would have, like, a long strip that had been soaked in some type of a chocolate, and then you were supposed to drink it, and uh, it was supposed to make, you know, regular milk into chocolate milk, but, of course, it didn't do a very good job. Ironically, there's a show on that comes on now that uh, some people might have seen called Shark Tank. It's a new show on ABC, and they actually have people, they have a number of entrepreneurs, multi-millionaires that are looking for joint ventures with people, and so people that have inventions bring them in, and it's it's pretty impressive. But some guy brought in the other day a flavor straw. I mean, it was like, the, it was the same thing, as what, and I thought, boy, what goes around comes around, you know. No, no, Nobody wanted to invest, so I don't think it was any better 50 years ago. But.
1: depends on what flavoring you're putting it. there. <laughs>
5: well, I guess that's true, too, yeah. 21st century here. <laughs> you remember with Alka-Seltzer? Well, then you'll remember this. That that was one of the uh, unique situations where they had an advertising uh, jingle that turned into a number one selling song.
2: I never knew that.
5: Yeah, no matter what shape your stomach's in. Remember that, Patricia?
1: Oh, that was a good song. I've got a whole bunch of these things on, on MP3s. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it was uh, it was an advertising jingle.
5: and mean, Coca Cola had one too, and that was i uh, I like to teach the world to sing. Uh, yeah, I of they started off as ad advertising jingles yeah. and then uh, somebody turned them into singles. Yep. And uh, and they both uh, both were I say number one. They were both definitely in the top ten. They they were they were big selling. Yeah,
2: I think big Rachel and the Rachel singers had I like to teach the world to sing yeah 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 the Hilltop Singers. yeah that's right
1: okay now I am positive Walden knows what's the not product she <laughs> mm-hmm. just a minute that's candy we don't want okay that one's still made um, oh cigarettes we've got cigarettes here and there was oh I know I know we, we can go through cigarettes Pacuma cigarettes remember those yeah those
5: bagnet. yeah Bagnet yeah. and one other cell Fatima was a uh, Chesterfield brand. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I'm, I can barely remember Fatima because I think only the early uh, drag nets had them. After about 53 or so, they went, went to Chesterfield.
2: No, uh, I think you're right.
5: But I think Fatima was considered a um, premium brand, if I'm not mistaken.
1: They, they just about tried to give those things. Away on the Dragnet show. But Fatima Cigarettes also sponsored a show that starred Basil Rathbone as himself.
2: That's right, after you left Sherlock Holmes. Uh
1: huh.
2: I do have a copy yes. of that.
1: Yep, I have one or two of those uh-huh. shows, and I don't know if anything more than that survived, but no, that the show is just so bad, it's good. Yeah. But it was the Fatima, was it Fatima? Cigarette show? No, it was the Fatima show? Mm-hmm. Fatima
2: mystery? But, uh, Fatima like. mystery,
1: something like that. Fatima was in the name, and Fatima cigarettes was the sponsor. Okay, Tempo cigarettes. These are all radio ads. Tempo? Mm-hmm. T-E-M-P-O, Tempo. Don't remember those that I can think of. Don't know. Wing, W-I-N-G. It goes <laughs> with the chicken dinner, I guess.
5: Wings, yes. Yeah, no, I remember those. um those I think were actually, well, I mean, I, I'm, when I say remember those, I mean, I'm talking about when I was a little kid.
6: Yeah. I, I think
5: those were pretty popular during the war, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Wing, W-I-N-G?
2: never heard of them I've heard of it. I just can't
5: showcase what show. I, I, I can see the package mm-hmm. in my mind, yeah. I, I remember seeing those as a kid, but I don't. All
1: right, here you go. This one. Cremo Cigars. Yeah. See? As in, you know, like, cow Cream, mm-hmm. cream with an O on the end of it, o Cigar.
2: You know who? I love that. You yeah. know who? I can tell you a little bit. You know who was the earliest spokesperson who sang their commercial?
1: Who? Arthur Godfrey. For o Cigar?
2: Yes, in the early thirties. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's a good trivia yeah. question.
1: Okay. Well, here's. Was
5: Arthur Godfrey a cigar smoker? I don't know. I don't remember
2: seeing him. Well, you know, he fought lung cancer, but I I, I don't know, in the 50s, so I don't remember. Yeah, well, you know, back
5: then, everybody smoked. It was really uh, a national disgrace uh, what the tobacco, ah, I will get on that so far, but it was really, really tragic what the tobacco companies did. Okay, well,
1: I have a question for the next caller, and you and Walden probably know what this is. I don't have a clue. So
5: the next caller can fill me in what fitc?h F-I-T-C-H,
1: What hitch was? Oh, they still
2: make that, Patricia. Are you serious? And I think
5: it's, well, it, it, it's a dandruff shampoo. Well,
2: see No.
6: they were the first sponsor. They were the first of Phil Harris, Alistair.
5: Yeah, I think they still make it. I could be wrong, but. Uh, I think you can buy it like a generic-type brand. Uh, maybe I'm wrong about that, but it was a dandruff shampoo. Yeah, I remember. Shampoo. That. Well, I won't, I, I won't take any more of your time. I'll let you respond to somebody else. I do remember who the spokesman for iPana was, though, but I'll let you ask somebody else that. But I remember that. Uh, All right. I, mean, I, I, I remember the, the theme song was brush your brush brush uh, What can do I dad, uh, Brush your brush your brush uh, It's dandy for your teeth, and then this little spokes guy would point at his big teeth. Yeah.
2: So what happened 70 years ago in radio history today, Bob?
5: Uh, I, I, I came on late when you heard that. I
2: I haven't played it yet. I'm just acting right no. out. What happened today, 70 years ago?
5: Do, do I, did I discern from that last call that it had something to do with the auto
2: industry? No, something to do with Ipana.
5: Oh, with Ipana? Mm-hmm.
1: 70 years ago had to do with Ipana?
2: Correct.
5: Was this like an introduction of a show or was this like a really flubbed commercial? This was a
2: famous, famous radio broadcast. Probably in the top three of all time.
5: Okay. now, I seventy years ago today, March twentieth. Uh, right? March twentieth. Yeah, and that would have been seventy years ago it would have been 1940 forty. Forty, 40 yeah. yeah, you're
2: right. Yeah.
5: Nineteen forty. Well that would have been right before the war, then. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't know I a Tuesday first around. Yeah. Goodness sakes.
5: Yeah. Okay, well. Guys, enjoy listening to you. you are, I'm sure other people want to get in, so I shall mosey on upstairs and I'll uh, listen a little longer. Thank
1: you, Bob. Thank you so take care. Thank, Thank
2: you for God. the chicken dinner. Hey, that's right. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> and there's Bob from St. Louis, 714-545-2071, turn number, 714-545-2071. Hello, no caller. Hello, caller. Oh, guess I'm the caller.
6: Hello,
2: Ron, how are you? I'm the caller. Okay, yeah. Well, what is the Eddie Cantor show? Oh, you're close. Oh. This, 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 the show uh, is very self-appointed. Yeah, but uh, this one was just before Eddie Cantor.
6: Just oh, before Eddie Cantor. Oh, well. But you're close, Ron. I'm close. You're really but close. It's better than being far, you know. Better than being soft. And, saw. and um, I, I enjoy all these different... I didn't realize how, how hungry I was for candy until the other I talking about all these different
1: candies,
6: <laughs> and, um,
2: i and, uh, super hot now, you
1: know. I know. Yeah. Uh, Ron, do you have your computer turned up? I'm getting some feedback here.
2: You got it turned down now, I
1: think. Okay,
6: yeah. thanks. Yeah, I, I, I started to hear my voice, and I thought, oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> Boy, when you meet yourself coming and going, Ron, it's a problem. Oh, that's true. Okay, do you remember um, Bonkers Fruit Chews?
6: <laughs> bonkers Fruit Chews? Yeah, that sounds familiar. I never drank it, though. I don't,
1: yeah. it, it no, no, not chews. C-H-E-W-S-E.
6: Oh, I never, no. Chews, Oh, chews. okay.
1: Yeah, oh. candy. Yeah, okay. Written down. I really, honest to goodness knew
6: that. You took it off your brain.
1: Yeah.
6: Oh, hey, Ginkgo Biloba was working really good then I guess.
2: Uh, that's great. Okay, here I've uh, here for slogan. I've been thinking out when they were talking. What's the slogan? Uh, you, you can take at night and you can feel good in the morning. Oh, take it at night and feel good in the morning. Hey,
1: um, uh, milk and magnesia? No.
2: then after that, I'm playing the famous show that I heard 70 years ago. Today. That's why I'm trying to get everybody to help me figure out what this show is. I hope you go you know that. I know the answer I've been playing it for weeks, months. Okay. And who knows? I'll probably play a 2 to consequences after that, you know. I took an afternoon nap, so I'm ready to go. How many
6: holidays you show up to, man? Because I, I'm a... You're three hours away from Hawaii, and you go all the way to about 11, 30, my time.
2: Yeah, I, I go to about... Patricia time around four thirty, and if if I'm good, I'll stay up until six o'clock in the morning, Patricia time. How late are you supposed to go until? Till it's about four, uh, about one thirty West Coast time. Oh. I blo- I block out six hours.
6: You block out six hours. Yeah,
2: I figured it, just, there's just so much to do. Six hours just not enough.
6: Yeah, you have so much. I mean, you seem to be able to handle it well.
2: Yeah, I know. I sleep between shows. That helps. Oh, yeah, okay, that sounds good. Nice. Well, I'll be listening. Okay. Well,
6: keep up the good work, you guys. W-A-L-D-E-N. And uh, I will remember. Good. I will try to send an email one more time. When are you in your office so I can check to make sure you got it? Oh, no, You're to send me the address. I'm going to send you the address. And I know you got it. Okay. Well, wait for it again, and I'll send it. Let me know. Bye, Walden. Well Bye, Ron. Bye, Patricia. Bye. Have a great
1: day tomorrow.
6: You too. We'll see you. Bye-bye.
1: Thanks. First day of spring, everybody. Oh my gosh! He's feeling like a spring puppy. <laughs> 714-545-2071. Oh, we're doing good tonight.
4: Hello, Carl. Well, I had to come back with two more questions about products. We're gonna we're gonna start, we're gonna start charging you for phone calls Jim. <laughs> that's that's possible. Like and, and and I and I'll leave the answer open for people to call on the show. I mean, you know about the famous show. Yeah. That's not fair. Waldo and I have talked about the yeah, show. Uh, I know that. Yeah. Okay. One product, you, you you usually hear about it every Sunday or so when you play it on your show. How about Dream Girl, Dream Girl, Beautiful Luster Cream Girl? They still make luster cream.
1: Oh, goodness. That's a great question. Can you see what's on my list? Oh, no, don't think so.
2: Beautiful, luster
1: can't, cream. Girl. Can't buy luster cream. Ogade product, of course. Yeah. Oh, you're too. Well, you just keep talking, I'll keep looking. Monster uh, cream. cream, shampoo. Monster cream, shampoo. I'm looking it
4: up. What's the other one? Uh, well, two medical products. They were both made by the same drug company, Phenomen and Chews. They were both chewing gum products. One was a laxative, and one was an antacid. Chews and Phenomen, They were made by the same drug company. The reason they remember that is they were both in chewing gum form. And you might remember in the movie. Sitting Pretty with uh, Maureen O'Hara and Clifton Webb, Mr. Velvedere was a babysitter, taking care of these kids, and one of the kids was complaining about having a stomachache, and the funny scene was at the end, the mother finally said to the child, next time you chew gum, make sure it is chewing gum. Because he got into this medicine, I guess, and they were both very popular. They sponsored Double or Nothing and the Hilltop House and a few other shows like that. Uh, the same drug company made both products, Phenomen and Choose.
1: And I'm supposed to look up Phenomen?
4: Uh, both of those. If you can't choose, it was C-H-O-O-Z. It was spelled C-H-O-O-Z.
1: C-H-O-O-Z. I'm still looking for luster cream up here. Okay. Oh, did you catch Patricia's New York accent
2: there? Hmm? I caught Patricia's New York accent right there.
1: For which?
2: Looking up there.
1: Uh, uh, I'm looking it up. I (laughs) know.
4: (laughs) Yeah, both. uh, Colgate made, you know, it made a lot of products. Colgate made Halo, and you mentioned they don't make Halo anymore. Okay,
2: how about Royal Puddings? Is that still made?
4: Yeah, that's another one. All all All
2: right, Jim, I need you to sing the jingle. Royal
4: pudding. Rich, rich, rich with flavor, creamy, creamy. Something about rich, rich, rich riches.
2: So I need you to get more. I need you to get more rich All right. Royal pudding, rich, rich, rich rich, with flavor. Yum, 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 more taste. Be back. milk. Yep. Royal pudding.
1: Uh, the Luster Cream, it's just coming up, old ads and um, old ads on YouTube, so I'm assuming that this is not a current product.
4: Okay, and then the two medical products?
1: And we're looking for Choose. Um, Chew, choo, choo, choo. choose. Chew, um, Choose. Choose ant acid treatment for heartburn. And product details. Goodness
6: gracious. Yeah?
1: Chews comes as a chewable tablet. It is taken three or four times a day. Follow the directions on your prescription or your package carefully and ask your doctor or pharmacist, da-da-da-da-da-da. is an antacid to relieve heartburn, acid indigestion, and stomach upset. Okay. It looks like it's a current product.
4: Okay, and then the other product they made was? Was Xenamint?
2: That's something you put in your radio, isn't it?
1: Phenament, <laughs> um, Thinamint laxative gum.
2: Yeah.
1: And it looks like a current product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Drugs and treatments.
4: Oh, and and one last one, mustard roll. It was like for colds. Uh, our variety, you know, was it a here. version
2: of the mustard plaster?
4: What or was a a, plaster? What was a mustard Must plaster?
1: Mustard roll ointment.
4: Yeah, I guess so. Or. Mustural.
1: City of Cleveland history. Mustural memories. Mustural. <laughs> Ointment. Musterol rub. Does that sound right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. all, muster all. It looks like all history stuff. Old-fashioned liniment. <laughs> Medicines to be avoided. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm going to get in trouble tonight. <laughs> says, so when you
4: think about it, it amazes you when you think about just how much medicine... Was sold in the golden age,
1: and and today, I mean, this is billions and billions of dollars people spend on over the counter stuff,
4: yes, <laughs> yes. And I'm just thinking about all the medicines, you know, they were called patent medicines, and uh, uh, and another one that was in the golden age, uh, we heard on Johnny Dollar and suspense in the 60s and 50s four way cold tablet, okay. They were made by the same people that made Fitch shampoo, Grove Laboratories. You would often hear 30 seconds for four-way and 30 seconds for Fitch in the same minute. That's how they, you know, it used to be that, unlike today on television, when they would hear 30-second spots, the same company would just buy two products for the same, you know, 60 seconds and split Uh the seconds up. I don't know. It's an, but it's an amazing when you think of all these uh, products that, you know, that were just, you know, every... And, of course, another cigarette I remember hearing in the late 50s and early 60s, it was another Liggett & Meyer cigarette was Oasis. Oasis
1: was a cigarette? Yep. I can put that on my list.
4: But you can look it up and see if it's still around, Oasis. They were a Memphal cigarette. Um, and, of course, they... Alpine was another one I remember from the late 50s and early 60s, Alpine. And it was an also one called Paxton. Paxton and Alpine were both Philip Morris products.
1: Paxton and Alpine. Okay, you're rounding out my list here.
4: Okay. And do you remember, by any chance, candy cigarettes in the 50s?
1: I remember reading that people were crazy about this uh, because it was teaching kids how to smoke.
4: Well, you know, and, and I can remember, I would swear to you, the cigarette, the candy cigarettes had the same brand names as the real cigarette. Like, I can remember as a, like a five-and-a-half, six-year-old having candy Chesterfields. And, of course, Dragnet being sponsored by Chesterfields, I actually imagined myself as Joe Friday having a Chesterfield and it was a candy cigarette. And they were like sugar, you know, they were like real sugary.
1: Well, here we go. I'm, I'm looking, they've got... If this, it says Image Results for Candy Cigarettes. It's got Kings and Viceroy and Marlboro. Yeah, the packages have the regular brands on them.
4: And is it legal today? Is it legal to use real cigarette brand names for candy or not? Or has that been changed today?
1: I think it's legal to use cigarette brands for anything except cigarettes.
4: Hmm. interest Isn't it amazing?
1: I mean, the, the candy cigarettes are banned. And they're not allowed to sell
4: them anymore. Yeah, they're not?
1: Uh-uh.
4: Okay. But I sure remember having them. Uh, and I remember there were bubblegum-type cigarettes as well, you know, different uh, different things like that. But, <laughs> but, but they, yeah, they used the real brand names. And, I, and you're right. I just wonder how many kids got... I never smoked, but I wonder how many kids did get hooked starting with candy cigarettes. I
6: don't
4: know. I also wonder... A friend of mine was talking once about most people started smoking because they saw their peers doing it, teenagers or the like. But I wonder, during the golden age of radio and television, if anyone was ever influenced to smoke by the commercials themselves. Like hearing, say, the sportsman sing about luckies, if any teenagers said, I ought to try a lucky, or hearing... William Conrad or Jack Webb promoting L&M or Chesterfield on the air if, if a kid maybe thought, well, I, I can be grown up like Matt Dillon if I smoke an l and You know, I wonder if the commercials ever influenced anyone to start smoking.
1: Yeah, yeah, and of course the the factor of, well, if he says it's okay, it must be okay, comes in there as well.
4: Right, you know, if... dad if,
1: dads say don't smoke, but Uh, William Conrad
4: says it's okay, so it must be okay. Or Joe Friday or whoever, you know, or or, uh, Jack Benny even, for that matter. Although Jack Benny, I don't think Jack, the sportsman did the commercials and Don Wilson. I don't think Jack ever actually did a lucky commercial, did he, to my knowledge? Or at least I can't remember him doing them. I
1: don't
4: know. But I'm sure that it had an influence on kids' smoke. And, of course, sports stars promoted cigarettes a lot. And In fact, it's really interesting... I read a biography of Arthur Godfrey a few years ago, and it was interesting that when one of the men sued the tobacco company, uh, Liggett & Myers, for the damage to his lungs in the 80s or 90s, they used as his defense Arthur Godfrey posthumously. They played an old tape of Arthur Godfrey in the court trial saying that doctors say there's no adverse effect on the throat, with Chesterfield, and they actually use that as uh, the, his his defense. Use those commercials as evidence against the tobacco company.
1: No comment.
4: Thank you, Jim. So I hope you all enjoy that, and I hope, and I, hope I hope your next person can answer
2: your question yeah. about the historic podcast. I'm going to give out some clues. All right, thank you, Bye bye. Bye bye. Well, before we get to that, that, hmm. Okay. No. Before Patricia and I, after we got done with a great interview with Mark Graham, I played a, uh, a little poem from my famous radio personality. And uh, Patricia, you said, pick me, pick me. Pick, but,
1: pick you? Pick me. Wow. Ah, hello, Carl.
7: Hello. How you doing? Um, uh, this is Ralph from Lewiston, California. I oh. called you last week.
1: Yes, Ralph. Oh, Ralph, how are you?
7: Oh, I'm doing real fine, thank you. But the the reason I called is, uh, you were talking about Arthur Godfrey.
6: Yes.
7: Uh, in the early 50s, when I lived in New York, I went to the talent scout pro- program that he had on. He was on for Lipton tea. Uh-huh. And he sat up at his desk or, or a podium in the front, and he actually put Lipton tea in his pipe and smoked it.
1: <laughs> I don't believe it.
7: That's the guy.
1: I don't believe
7: it. First-hand information.
1: That is just incredible. Ralph, did you send me your address from last week? I did. You did, okay, and I replied?
7: I I didn't get anything back yet, but... uh,
1: No, I mean I I answered your email?
7: uh, I don't believe so.
1: Well, in that case, I might not have even gotten it. Would you do it again? Send me your address again just in case...
7: And it's, it's Florida writer at Hotmail, right?
1: At Hotmail.com, and I'm confident I have it up there, but I don't want to miss an opportunity just to make sure. Cause I've that's fine. I've got all. Anyhow,
7: that Arthur Godfrey thing—that's that's the God's honest truth. Oh,
1: well, I believe
7: it. it. It had to be like 1950 or something like that, because I went into service in '52. In fact, previous to that.
2: In fact, I just talked to a longtime senior this week, and he'll be a guest on the show in a couple of weeks, and that was Richard Hayes. Richard Hayes with the uh, longtime singer of Godfrey show from the 60s until fi- finally after quite his radio series, so we're going to talk about Godfrey quite a bit. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. You know.
7: Well, that'd be great. Yeah, he was quite a character.
1: No
2: doubt about
7: it.
1: Smoking tea. This is great.
7: <laughs> <laughs> and another piece of trivia. Another piece
1: of We're p- talking
7: about roll M-
1: muster roll? Yeah. Oh, that's what uh, Jim just had me look up. Mustard oil—it is not made any longer.
7: No, but of uh, of all the things that you ever smelled, it had the most unique odor. Uh, I haven't seen it in many, many years, but I can still remember the smell. Was it a bad smell? It was a—I um, guess it was like a heavy mustardy kind of smell. Yuck! And it was, yeah, it was yucky. <laughs> That's the right word. Well, what was plaster? Oh, yeah, I remember them. Yeah. That, that that was a a red patch. It was sticky on one side, and my mother used to stick them on my chest when I had a cold. Oh, wow. It, wow.
1: Boy, that would hmm. teach you not to get a cold.
7: problem was taking them off.
1: <laughs>
7: <laughs> they, they were terrible.
1: Oh, my gosh.
7: Wait right until I was asleep, and she'd rip that thing off. Kid, uh, uh, we had to we had to go through a lot.
1: <laughs> goodness, sometimes it amazes me that anybody survived childhood.
7: Yeah, you know, uh, I I think they got too many rules for growing up today.
1: Right. We have no helmets. We had. What do kids have to do today? The oh, car seats. We didn't have. We didn't even have seat belts when kids were riding in back seats and front seats. And oh my goodness.
7: Well. I guess you got to have a lot of rules today.
1: <laughs> Anyhow,
7: uh, it was nice talking to you again.
1: I am so glad you called. Thank you so much. Good night. Bye-bye.
2: Thank you, Ralph. bye All right, And you can give us a call at 714-545-2071. Let's make the show fun when you call. 714 545 Two oh seven one and Patricia's
1: gonna say, pick me, pick me, pick me, pick, pick me, pick me. I want to tell people I've got. All right. So I've, I've got loads of trivia questions tonight. So please call. I've worked so hard on these things. Um, it was Jimmy Stewart. Good. And it was about his bow. And it was really his dog. And he read that on Johnny Carson one night.
2: That's right. That is right. Very yeah. touching. Yeah. Hello, caller hello and who's this this is fred
1: hi fred hi fred how you doing
2: i'm doing good how are
8: you guys doing
1: i am fine thank you what's happening up in your neck of the woods
8: oh spring finally got here what is it 28 degrees now so 60 today <gasps> not Heaven. i got the windows open it's supposed to get cold the next couple of days but that's all right that's all right
1: well, oh my gosh 60 degrees that's unheard of
8: Oh, great T-shirt weather.
2: I was t- talking to my uh, aunt, who is visiting the Midwest, Nebraska, and Omaha, and it's snowing.
8: Uh, good for them. I'm happy for them. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a couple of things. Number one, um, you were wrong when you told the gentleman that fizzies aren't made anymore. I got a bunch of them right downstairs right now. What,
1: what is that? I'm sorry, I missed that word.
8: Fizzies are still produced.
1: then help me here. I can't hear the word.
8: Fizzies. Fizzy
1: things you put in
8: water and make soda out of oh so they don't make fizzy i got you can get them at the vermont country store
2: yeah oh my gosh
1: country store yes but for mass distribution to pick up in this in the supermarket the vermont country store has a whole bunch of products that are not generally available and most of them come in from outside the country
8: yeah, yeah. good stuff though
1: well you just Correct me, sir. Thank you so much. And uh, I, all of these disappointed people who want to buy fizzies, and I told them if they weren't available. Well, they we can get them. Um,
8: not- and the other thing is, a couple of things. One, uh, I remember candy cigarettes too. When I, they were still around in the seventies. Uh huh. I can't remember I that. Up, but I remember when I was growing up, they weren't quite. But the, they were obviously what brand they were trying to imitate, but they were never the exact spelling. It'd be like. Paul Malls instead of Paul Malls, or the uh-huh. Malls instead of Mall They'd spell wrong, but the packages would all be the same. There'd be like one or two letters that were different.
1: Oh, how interesting. Now, I went up on the Internet while everybody was talking about them, and I saw the packages, so the images are the same, but I never looked at the lettering.
8: I bet. No, I don't know. Maybe when they first came out, they were allowed to copy them exactly, and then they said, "Wait a minute!" And then they, you know, they they might have changed the laws somewhere. well, they write, write a law. I know that if you looked at them, if you looked at them real closely when I was a kid, you couldn't tell. You had to really look at the spelling uh-huh. Well, they were different. They weren't quite the correct spelling. I do remember that because I I just didn't kick out of them. Um, so that I just thought I'd bring that up. Uh... And there's a couple other products that I thought I'd throw out there. They're not as old, but I can remember them in college. I don't know if anybody had any information on them. One was I can remember one time, and I don't think I ever saw it again. And after tasting it, I don't lie, a TV dinner breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) And I tried it, and it wasn't something that, you know, I wanted to go out and get again. That's for sure. <laughs> this is like a regular TV dinner. Put the microwave in the oven and you warm it up. And...
1: Oh, my goodness, that's fun. Fred, you are absolutely right. I just pulled up a picture of some of these, and there is uh, candy cigarettes in a Marlboro pack, but yeah. the, L, the L is missing from, so it's, it reads Marlboro without yeah. the L. And I don't know what viceroy was supposed to do it viceroy is spelled correctly but the word jolly is in there jolly viceroy so maybe that um that makes a difference but my goodness look at this
8: yeah they're almost the exact almost exact lookalikes you could tell who they were trying to imitate
1: well the box is clearly a marlboro box
8: yeah yeah
1: l is missing from the name yep you are so perceptive sir you get two points
8: I can remember that clearly. It just stuck out my mind as a kid. The other product was, uh, we used to get it in college once or twice. It tasted horrible. And what I think it was called Blatt's Beer.
1: Oh, I, I, and oh, I'll have to add that one to my list here. I do remember hearing about that.
8: And I remember we looked at it one time, and it was brewed under 18 different patents. Well, what I think it was, and I could be wrong. Maybe a listener has information about it. I think it was basically the bottom of the barrel of 18 different beers, and they would just bottle it. That's you can get it for like six bucks for a case. I remember it was really cheap, and it was really it was really horrible tasting. You know, I know that the, the, when the breweries, when they make their beer, the, what's left on the bottom is crap. So I think they sold that to this company that bottled it is my guess.
1: Um, Black Spear, there it is. B L A T It taste that's an appropriate
8: name, I'll tell you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was horrible. Oh, uh, and it doesn't look like it was uh, it was an adjunct to from the Paps Brewing Company. It was a product of Paps brewing. Okay. Oh shameful. If it tasted that bad?
8: Oh, it was oh, it was disgusting. And like I said, you know how you can look on the case and you can tell you know it says the patent. Huh? Well, they
1: had eighteen
8: of them. I had eighteen of them. Well,
1: they had to keep trying. They kept trying until they got it right, but I guess they never made it.
8: I don't know what that deal was. Um, but I can remember it clearly, and it was it was pretty horrible. Well, the only good thing I had going for it was it was cheap.
1: Well, I guess for college kids that would be about right. Yeah. <laughs> Are we playing trivia tonight?
8: Well, I can answer the easy one.
1: Well, do I have to give you an easy one? Uh, I don't think,
8: has anybody answered the one about who did the dog story?
1: <laughs> what about the dog story?
8: That's an easy one.
1: You, do, you, <laughs> do you remember the little cartoon character that advertised iPad toothpaste? No. Oh, yes, you do. No, I don't. Oh, okay. Then I'll give you a... I'll give you some trivia questions. Are you ready? Okay. All right. First question is what was Flash Gordon's home planet?
6: Oh
8: god,
1: oh, Earth. That's right. Okay. <laughs> that wasn't even a trick question. You want the other two or just want to let them go?
8: Oh god, I'm gonna quit while I <laughs> That's the one that always taught me. Quit with your head.
1: Okay, well we will owe you one C D and Kind of CD are you in the market
8: for tonight? Oh, how about um? I well, you sent me some before, but any more? You bet your life.
1: Ah, oh, you bet your life. I do. I think I just <coughs> I downloaded. Did I send you any at all?
8: Ah, uh, yeah. You sent me some. Not many. It was much of a a compilation of some stuff. So I think it's like I think you sent me like ten episodes.
1: Oh, my goodness, I've got a bunch. Okay, you can have You Bet Your Life. I found, I thought I found some recently, and I did. I've got, oh, let's see how many are in here. I think
2: there's over 200 out there
1: well, in the hobby. I'll, I'll let you know how many I have. Yeah, I have about 200 shows. Oh, okay. So you've got them. All right. Okay, and I still have you. You didn't move, right?
8: Oh, I'm still here. I'm
1: still here. Okay, so as long as you're still there, your CD will be there, and I will get some shows to you.
2: Okay. Well, have a good night, guys.
1: Thank you, Fred. Thank
2: you. Yeah, stay warm. We'll try. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye <Bye-bye. laughs> And you can be like Fred and answer any of Patricia Potluck Trivia, 714-545-2071, or answer my trivia... Uh, what happened seventy years ago in old-time radio? Famous broadcast. I am stuck, stuck. And here we go. Here we're gonna play the opening of this, and you tell me. You'll know something after this, within thirty seconds.
3: The Fred Allen Show, brought to you by Panatooth Face for the Smile of Beauty. Al-Hepatica for the smile of hell. And all of smiles with Fred Allen, folks. 3,600 seconds of fun and music. Fun with our star comedian, Fred Allen. With our guest, Captain Knight, famous authority on eagles. Music with Peter Van Steen, the Merrimacks, and when Murray, the time has come, it's the Fred Allen Show.
2: Turn that down and we got a caller. And hello, caller. You're on with Patricia. I'm back again. Do
8: I want to answer your question? Walden? I don't know if it's
2: right or not. Well, you should. Give me a
8: chance. I'm going answer a guess. And
2: this is totally a guess. Yes. But could it be the premiere of Superman? Oh, uh, nope. Nope. It's not the premiere of Superman. The Superman did happen, though, several years ago. And I guess played a clue. And Patricia, do you have an idea now?
1: I don't know. I, I heard the Sal Hepatica. I don't know.
2: It was the opening of the Fred Allen Show. What happened today on the Fred Allen Show, guys, 70 years ago? The most famous broadcast on the Fred Allen Show. Uh, the, was it the eagle that, or the, the hawk
1: that got loose?
2: Yes. Yeah, today, today the eagle got loose.
1: Oh, my goodness. And we'll play, we're
2: we going to play that show Okay. tonight. At the, but I'm, I'm going to play the letter. That Fred Allen sent to the MV- NBC vice president explaining the little eagle.
1: That is cute. you want to turn me down again, Walton? Uh, I had to switch phones.
2: Okay. so people can call. I people tried. I just wanted to take a guess. Thank you, Fred. I'm glad well, good you did. Night. Thanks, Fred. <laughs> Bye-bye. bye And that's right. The eagle got loose 70 years ago today. And we'll be playing that after Fibber, McGee, and Molly. And here's the letter that Fred Allen wrote. And writ, writ, uh read by Dodge Butler.
7: This letter was written to John Royal, a vice president of the National Broadcasting Company. It became something of a collector's item around Radio City and Madison Avenue in 1940. It reports on the misbehavior of an eagle named Mr. Ramshaw. While the bird was appearing as a guest, and the Allen Joe in Studio 8H at the RCA building. March 25th, 1940. Dear Mr. Royal,